But these real anxieties, right, they live in your stomach and you know them when you feel them. Am I loved? Does anybody care? Do I mean anything? Will this pain go away? Uh, will my heart ever heal? What is a meaningful life? You know, am I, am I in the right place? Am I with the right person? We don't have to be buffeted by these things. We can take them to our friend and he can help us with this and, and give us the clarity that we need. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Bishop Wright's Four Faith weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. How's it going, Bishop? Hey, Melissa. <laughs> this week's devotion you called Uncertainty, and it's based off of the lesson from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. And if I recall correctly, it's really about the time where uh, the apostles are asking Jesus, like, okay, well, like, when are you coming back, right? Like, <laughs> right. when are you going to return, right? And, right? and you really, you kind of have a really interesting take on it. So I'm wondering if you just want to summarize what's hitting you today. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, we should continue to take a look at the Bible is it just tells these very human stories and that all of the human emotions that we have right now, all of our anxieties, et cetera. And, and then the, we get to watch the disciples who feel a lot of the same things we feel, submit those feelings, anxieties, thoughts to Jesus, and we get to see Jesus work on them. Uh, and, and so, you know, this is why I continue to commend these stories. And so here we have the resurrected Jesus who's been hanging out with the disciples for a time. You know, he's endured the crucifixion, the silence of the grave and, you know, the resurrection morning and you know, of course, the disciples are like, hey, we're getting the band back together again. You know, not even death could kill us off. Off we go. All is forgiven. Jesus has forgiven us our betrayals. Here we go. Except that Jesus says, now I got to go again. And this time I go to return to the right hand of the Father. And already you get this separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, you get this idea of, hey, Jesus, you know, when is your kingdom actually going to be established uh, when is the kingdom of Israel going to come in a pure form? When will evil be defeated and all of that? And it's just interesting to see what Jesus does with that. Um, and I think what Jesus is doing in that, as I wrote in the devotion, is, is that he's changing the conversation uh, a, a, away from, steering it away from the certainty that I think we all want and maybe even legitimately want. And he's moving the disciples, and I think an invitation to us into growing up into being comfortable with more uncertainty. Mm. <laughs> well, that was, that's really packed right there. <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking about the word anxiety. Yeah. And I think before we go any further, Bishop, I think it would be wise for us to at least to be able to acknowledge that um, we're not talking about the medical diagnosis. No. So there are people who struggle with anxiety and, um, and, 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 and that's real. And you just, uh, to me, the, it's not always a matter of, well, you just got to trust God more. Um, sometimes yeah. people have things that are, are, you know, need to be medicated or, or whatnot. I just, I want to like, just say that maybe that's our disclaimer. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's important. I, I think we, we have to, you know, shout out to my, my uh, friends and family and, and listeners who do struggle. 
um, you know, with that medical diagnosis and who every day, you know, for whom every day, you know, is a struggle, right? Shout out to you. No shame. Uh, this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about saying everybody sort of suck it up, take a dose of faith and, you know, all will be well. I'm not right. saying that, right? I understand uh, about the legitimacy of that medical condition. Uh, and if people give me a little room, and I would say, yes, um, for all of us, no matter our diagnosis or absence of diagnosis, I think the invitation is the same from Jesus, which is, you know, and we're all on a spectrum, right? All of us are on a spectrum. Yep. And so it is, um, if Jesus is Lord of our, of our lives, whether we're diagnosed or not diagnosed, uh, what would it be to take, you know, a half step uh, more uh, in faith with, with Christ Jesus? What would that be like for you? It, it may be different for you than me and was different for St. Augustine than for me or whoever it is. And I don't have to um, compare myself to other people, but in terms of my relationship with the Lord, what would it be like if I, if I brought my uncertainty uh, as legitimate, as legitimate as it is uh, to the Lord and, and try to, to, to need as, as a, as a baker needs dough, try to need, you know, God's promises into my real life. What would that be like? I think that that's the invitation for all of us, no matter yeah. where we are. So I, I'm that's talking right specifically and we it's nuanced but i'm also talking to all of us myself and everyone included no matter where we are yeah like i'm thinking about the times where i have questions yeah you know i just i want to get clarity i want to know what the plan is i want to know uh what i can be doing to be prepared i want to yeah sure that's like i guess reassurances right and i think that's probably what the disciples were going for right at this point in time um and yet jesus like Dudes, just trust. <laughs> trust well, we're, God. We're, got we're this. talking about when I'm talking about uncertainty. I, I'm talking about you know the, the fact of the matter is life with God uh, has a, a good dose of uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're asking a when question, and Jesus gives a who answer, right? So mm-hmm. I want to I want to I want to highlight that first. I mean, I think sometimes. Uh, you know, we are asking for a lot of clarity, and I think some clarity is reasonable. But the truth of the matter is, is that the life as we go, as we live it, and as it goes on, has a lot of um, uncertainty, and and so we can figure out how to how to manage it, how to work through it. Uh, especially those of us who, who who live a life of faith, we can figure out how to and, and work with the Holy Spirit's aid to deepen our faith, or we can constantly be on the back foot. And constantly be letting fear uh, drive our actions. You know, um, the other reason why I wanted to talk about uncertainty is because this is actually, you know, a leadership competency, right? You know, uh, the leadership books are, are too many to name here, but but all of them, whether, you know, I don't like the term secular or sacred, but, but uh, for lack of a, a, a better terms, we'll use secular and sacred are all talking about a high level of leadership requires an unusual appetite for uncertainty. Even when you get the best data set, right? There is still a gap, right? That has to somehow be leapt uh, over. And and that is our individual appetites for uncertainty. Uh, The disciples say, you know, uh, they want to manage expectations. Perhaps they want to even recruit some people based on a, you know, a great formula and clear data. And Jesus says, you know, this is just not that party. This party is the party that says, you know, as I face uncertainty, 
right? I'll remember, you know, who I am and whose I am. I'll remember that I am in the hands of a living God uh, who, according to Jeremiah, intends not to do me any harm, but wants to give me a future and a hope. And let me say another thing too here. I think being able to work by faith and through the promises of God. So I'm not talking about some ethereal, hard to sort of articulate kind of a new way forward. I'm talking about the actual promises that God has made. This a podcast will sound ridiculous uh, to some people if you're not equipped with the things that Jesus has actually said you know, to his followers. If you're not holding dear to those, uh, don't have facility with those ideas, don't have a fluency in that language, then this conversation about uncertainty will truly sound ridiculous, uh, maybe more ridiculous than all the other podcasts, right? But, but for, uh, and this is why I think what we're also talking about, if we're talking about uncertainty, is we're talking about an invitation to Christian maturity, right? So not a Jesus adjacent, right? <laughs> Partnership with Jesus. You know, in the same, uh, in another story that we're going to use this Sunday, um, you know, Jesus ascends to the Father. He ascends, you know, and, and the disciples are sitting there and they're just watching him sort of levitate. That's the way the story goes, right? So they're looking up and, and, you know, and the angel just shows up and says, hey, you know, basically, uh, why are you gazing? You should be going, right? And so one of the ways that we deal with uncertainty and separation anxiety is that we freeze. And what Jesus is saying is, is that I trust you and trust me. And that's the way we'll make our way through uncertainty. So the competencies are, I have to learn to trust myself, learn to trust my God. Uh, and I think for all of us, we can grow up uh, into more of that. And so this is an individual diagnostic here. Uh, it is, is that how do you do in uncertainty? Um, you know, this uh, wonderful uh, author, Matthew Barzum, uh, wrote a book called The Art of Giving Power Away. He says that what we would rather do is pretend at certainty rather than acknowledge uncertainty be curious about it and learn from it. And I think he's right. I think he's right. We, we would rather pretend, especially those of us who are in um, positions of authority with other people looking to us, we feel like the way forward is to pretend some unusual amount of certainty. And that's just disingenuous. It's insincere. Uh, and I think it's wrong. Rather than saying, um, you know, my uncertainty, my anxiety even, uh, is energy at base. And how do I turn that energy, how do I channel that same energy, right, into uh, trusting, you know, my God? I used to always tell people uh, when I was uh, in a in congregational ministry, I used to tell people, you know, um, worry and prayer at base are the same things, right? So you can either use that energy to worry or you can use that energy to trust, right? Because when we worry, what do we do? We keep repeating our anxieties, repeating our anxieties, repeating our anxieties, right? It just, it's on the lips, right? Our heart is full of it. Rather than taking that same energy and saying to God, okay, God, I'm worried, but I, I'm trusting you, or even some little Bible verse or some little Psalm or something, or a remembrance, a journal of the last times that you remember that God was clear and God was near and God had met your needs and God had provided for you, given you an illumination and guided your steps. And so it is really with us. What do you want to do? Do you want to please God 
by faith, by plodding through uncertainty, or do we want to submit to uncertainty and be governed by our fears? Well, on that note, we're going to be right back after a short break. Hi, listeners. Thank you for listening to Four People, a space of digital evangelism. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to Four People. Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, before we broke, um, and even just a little bit, you might have to uh, go back two or three minutes to get that quote from the book that you were talking about. Uh, you were talking about the trust and the difference between, I think you, you used the word, or the author used the word pretend. So, you know, it's ironic that we're talking about this because just this morning I was thinking about being non-anxious and behaving in a non-anxious way. You know, kind of the difference between being unafraid and being courageous. Because I don't know that courageous people are always unafraid. I just think they have the stuff to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. So do you have any thoughts on the the importance of actually being non-anxious versus behaving in a non-anxious way when it comes to leadership in uncertain times? Well, you know, I I think... No, I mean, there's lots of answers that can be given. I think what I what I would say, my reading, study, and, and maybe a little even experience has been, you know, the only non-anxiousness that's really truly available to us uh, is to uh, find ways to put ourselves and our situations in the hands of the one who was, is, and is to come, right? That's the only object constancy that the universe has to offer. And we call that reality God, Right. The one that was, is, and will be. And so any any competency that I have gained with uncertainty has been related to um, my wanting to and endeavoring to and practicing trust in God, right? And so so the way I sort of make my way through that very, you know, uh, crowded intersection of thought is is that I, I ask myself, you know, have I done everything that I could do? you know, you know, that's on me to do uh, before I start asking God to do stuff, because I, I really do believe in the incarnation. I believe that God has equipped all of us. I believe that we're all made in the image of God, have value, uh, competencies, dignity, worth, uh, all of that. And so how I make my way through those intersections and maybe build a little bit more confidence in myself while simultaneously trying to trust God more is uh, that little checklist. Have I mm-hmm. done everything that I could do? In this particular situation, right, um, and and then I get to you know the petition uh, and the uh, thanksgiving and, and all that, the prayer life part of that. But I think it's about practicing, just like anything else, uh, trying to trust God more uh, in the things that are coming your way. Let me say it another way: uh, if you after you've been living with God for a little while, you find that you've gone through some situations. And in retrospect, uh, perhaps you look back and you realize, wow, in that situation where perhaps I was losing my head, perhaps I was more anxious than I wanted to be, you realize that God made a way out of no way. You realize that somehow things worked out. Uh, And perhaps 
better than you could have ever imagined. This is why I like Paul, infinitely more than you can ask or imagine. And you look back and see, boy, what a wonderful God we have. And then in that moment, I think it's really something important to distill because in that moment you realize, wow, I wish looking back, I could have been a better follower, a more faithful follower, a more mature Christian, more reliant, more certain, certain not in the situation, but certain in the God. And so now if, if that is my reflection, the yield of my reflection, now going forward into my next situation, now what I know is I want to please God in this next circumstance or situation. And so how do I please God? The Bible is very clear. You cannot please God without faith, right? And so looking back, I realized what a good God I have. I'm equipped with that. Now I want to be a better partner with God in my next circumstance. And so I want to do that going forward. And that's the motivation for us is that God deserves because God is good, a better partner in us. It's not about shame, obligation, about where I missed the mark yesterday. It's about what do I want to give God tomorrow? And what I want to give God tomorrow, even in all the uncertainty of life, is a better partner because God has been constant with us. And so that's what I would say to people. Uh, so I think you're right. Um, I think um, the fact that people are courageous despite being afraid is extraordinary. And I think that you know there is uncertainty that rages in our lives. And I think the fact that we could try to rest ourselves in God, despite the way that the, the world throws lifelong insecurities at us, is the extraordinary gift of what we're trying to talk about. But, uh, but the headline here is, the headline here is, is that we don't have to pretend to be certain, right? We can acknowledge that we bear some uncertainty, and we can take that uncertainty to Jesus uh, and say, here we are, Jesus. I really legitimately have these concerns, anxieties, fears. I offer them to you and help me now with the aid of the Holy Spirit, chart my course forward. And when we pray, pray prayers like that, you know, uh, God being a, a mischievous genius uh, gives us opportunities going forward to trust more. Okay. So yes, and, you know, I'm, I'm recognizing the fact that we're talking about leadership and we have a number of different types of leaders and some people would say, no, I'm not a leader. Um, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, but there are a lot of <laughs> leaders who, um, who listen to this podcast and might be thinking like, okay, that's great. I trust God. It's other people that I have issues with, sure. <laughs> you know, when we mess it up, when we mess sure. up community, when there's breakdown of, of relationship and, and whatnot, do you have any advice for leaders who are being held to a different standard or whatnot when you're talking about clarity versus unclarity and, and anxiety versus non-anxiousness? Uh, what does the leader do when there's anxiety into this in, in the system and their leadership is being questioned or challenged or what? Well, I mean, again, we're talking about energy, right? I mean, so, you know, I, I think one of the things we, we, when we, when we're growing and working on this stuff intensely, I think what we, we first do is not immediately to be triggered by the fact that there's um, uncertainty in a system, mm. right? Whether it's a family system, uh, a spouse, uh, co-workers, colleagues, I, I think that's step number one. Jesus is, Jesus is hard to rattle, man. You know, don't you yeah. love it? Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, what does Jesus know in the storm that we need to know, 
right? When, when, when Jesus is uh, talking to his friends on the boat and they're freaking out and they're forgetting that they have the authority over the wind and the waves because they're connected to him, you know, Jesus sort of steps in and intervenes, but they had the power all along, right? So I think the first thing that we, we've got to not do is, you know, what is my level of comfort with uncertainty? So am I completely rattled? Because if you're completely rattled, it's hard to be skillful then with other people as you face uncertainty. So this is why this is a critical conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. They want to win. They want to what? He gives them a who, right? And I, I, I think that this is what the church, uh, you know, the church shows that she's insecure sometimes about her who when she's always wanting to give what's and when's. I, I think what we have to offer are not easy answers. Uh, I think what we have is an extraordinary savior to offer. And that's all we got. And I think sometimes we, we, we get into other people's business uh, and I think we, f- we forget who we are. And, you know, we're not the most noble, the most strong, the most wealthy, the, the brightest bulbs in the chandelier. What we are is people who are stewards of a relationship. We're stewards of a story. And this story is medicine. For all of us who, you know, wonder why and when and how and where, um, and if it's all real. Um, so it's not about, you know, after Bible study and all this sort of stuff, having some, you know, oh, you know, sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I have it all now. No, I have a relationship, uh, even though the circumstances and situations around me are changing. Even my own mortality. Let's talk about that a second. Even my own mortality. I mean, again, I've said this before. I, I like to bring the story up. Is is that I met a I met a, when I was a brand new priest. I was dispatched to the to the deathbed of a woman who who had such a relationship with the Lord, such clarity uh, about who Jesus was. You know, I got there with all my anxiety, just blathering on all these prayers, which this lady did not need to hear. She had them committed to memory. They were all written on her heart. Uh, and, you know, she reached out from her deathbed to me to say, baby, I know. Right. Uh, and, and, and to me, I go back to that moment. She did not need me saying, you know, uh, Psalm 23. She already knew the shepherd. Right. And, and so when I think about what we what we can bear in uncertainty, I think about that woman a lot, which which was uh, her life. Uh, was a, a laboratory. I mean, she was probably in her late 80s. Her life was a laboratory of trusting God, of falling forward with God. And, um, you know, on her deathbed at that moment that, um, you know, that we all have a lot of feelings about, even right now, you know, she was able to rest her spirit, uh, you know, at that moment and, uh, and gracefully be, except for a big mouth preacher, gracefully, be welcomed into the arms of the Lord she had loved her whole life. And so I, I think, so what is the competency? What are the practices we can be working on now? Again, fluent in prayer, fluent in a life uh, that was uh, that she took time to reflect about, uh, fluent in worship with others, fluent in fellowship with others, you know, being, uh, t- confessing your struggles and your stumbles with other people, having them pour into you, let them share their experiences with you. I think this is how we make it. But I would ask people that, you know, interrogate your own stomach because these real anxieties, I'm not talking about surface anxieties. You know, will the Lakers win the next championship? I'm not talking about that, right? But these real anxieties, right, they live in your stomach. And you know them when you feel them, 
right? Am I loved? Does anybody care? Do I mean anything? Um, will this pain go away? Uh, will my heart ever heal? Um, you know, what is a meaningful life? You know, am I, am I in the right place? Am I with the right person? Right. You know, we're not, we're not, we don't have to be buffeted by these things. We can take them to our friend and he can help us with this, uh, and, and give us the clarity that we need. I love that. Well, perhaps, uh, one of the clearest and maybe one of the trusting, most trusting optimists out there is, a. Uh, Mother Julian of Norwich, and I'm going to just lift up her famous yeah. quote that many people say. It's, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. Bishop, thank you for your time. And yeah. listeners, thank you for listening to Four People. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.